What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Halo Hot Corner Podcast brought to you by AJR Media. As always, I'm your host, Alex Richardson. Today's May 28th, 2019, and we got a great show ahead of you today. As always, we will recap the last week in Angels action. We will cover the minor leagues, injury reports, transaction logs, so on. Should Matt Harvey still be in the rotation? What do we do with Zach Cozart? Along with a lot more on today's show, I have a little announcement that I'm going to plug in at the end of the show. Also, a little insight on why I changed the name. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and get right into the week that was Angels baseball. The Angels opened up the week with a record of 22-25, and 25, which was good enough for 4th in the AL West, 9.5 back of the leading Astros, and 10th best record in the American League. Angels are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games coming into this week, with a team ERA sitting at 5.04 and hitting at a 253 clip. Angels continued a three-game set with the Twins, finishing up the final two in Anaheim before Texas came in for a set of three, and then we're going to shoot up to Oakland for a set of three. On Tuesday, May 21st, was Game 2 of the three-game set with the Minnesota Twins. The Angels throw Trevor Cahill out on the bump against Michael Pineda of the Twins. Mike Trout gets the scoring started in a hurry, blasting his 11th home run of the season to left field. David Fletcher added added to the Angels' total with a single to left field, scoring Brian Goodwin in the second inning. A wild pitch would later score Luis Regnifo, but after that it was just all Twins. Twins score three in the sixth to tie the game, followed by four in the seventh, and just for good measure, why not one more in the eighth? Twins win the ga- Twins win game two of the set by a score of eight to three. Cahill ends up with a no decision after throwing five innings, giving up just two hits and one earned run while striking out five. Thursday, May 23rd, featured the final game of the three-game set with the Twins, originally scheduled for Wednesday the 22nd, but was pushed back one day to a field condition delay after the rain hit in Southern California. The rescheduled date makes it so the Angels now have to play 20 games in a row, which is the max that a team can play according to the MLB rules. Before this game, the Angels had gone one entire trip through the pitching rotation without allowing a home run. That changed drastically in this one as Matt Harvey takes the mound, giving up four homers, unable to escape the third inning. Harvey goes just two and two-thirds while giving up seven hits and eight earned runs, striking out one. Angels bullpen came in and did did not do too much better, allowing four more home runs, which ties the franchise record for homers allowed in a game at eight. Fletcher, Goodwin, and Listella all add homers of their own in this one. Listella's being a grand slam and his team-leading 12th homer of the year. Twins take this one and sweep the Angels by a score of 16-7. to Twins came into this series with the best record in MLB. Angels did very little to slow them down. Twins exit the series with a record of 33-16, and which is still tops in the MLB. Friday, May 24th, Angels kick off a three-game set with the Rangers at home. Griffin Cannon getting the call for the Angels, while Drew Smiley takes the bump for the Texas Rangers. Rangers got the game started with the bang. Shinsu Chu belts a leadoff home run in the first inning off Griffin Canning, but after that it was all Griffin Canning locked in after the first batter. Finished the night with five innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, five Ks. Canning did have a problem though, keeping his pitch count down. Pitch count down. Uh, he was at 72 after three innings, but a, a seven pitch fourth really helped him out, and he's just able to get through five on 95 pitches. Justin Anderson came in in relief and pitched one inning, gave up his one run. Pedrosian gets the loss in this one, however, giving up two runs, one earned and one hit over the inning. Cozart had a really bad error. Trout makes his first error in over two years. Luke Roy and Goodwin smack a long ball each. Goodwin driving in two runs on his swing. Luke Roy and Goodwin also are the only ones with multi-hit games in this one. Cozart and Rignifo continue their struggles 0-2 and 0-4 respectively. 
Angels only one for five with runners in scoring position continuing to struggle. Saturday, May 25th, featured a set of lefties facing off on the mound as the Angels start Tyler Skaggs and the Rangers' Mike Miner. Cole Calhoun got the scoring started with a solo home run in the third inning. That one was off of Mike Miner, and it was just a quiet game after that. Tyler Skaggs finishes the night on five and two-thirds inning of shutout ball, giving up his three hits, two walks, and punching out seven. Top nine, however, Ronald Guzman doubles home Danny Santana, followed by a roof net Odor single to drive Guzman in. Rangers take a 2-1 lead off of Hansel, Hansel Robles, bottom nine. Cole Calhoun doubles to center field, driving in, driving in Regnifo, who absolutely blew through a stop sign that Mike Gallegos was holding up. Uh, later after the game during the interview, he said that he didn't even see the stop sign, and by the time he did, it was it was a little too late for that one. Ger- Gerald Walsh, Jared Walsh, sorry, hits a dinker to left field, which happens to fall between Andrews and Pence. Probably should have been Pence's ball, but he backed off. Andrews couldn't was trying to make an over-shoulder catch, couldn't make the catch. Cole Calhoun running on contact cause due to two outs, scores from second for the easy game-winning walk-off victory. Something the Angels definitely needed in this one, just something to go their way for once, struggling. Uh, losing five in a row they get a little dinker that should have been caught ends up being a game-winning hit nice little come from behind win all done in the ninth inning Andrew Heaney's back in action on Sunday May 26 against the Rangers first game back uh, 2019 debut Heaney had a great debut for the 2019 season though Uh, five strong only giving up two hits although they were both solo home runs like two hits over five two earned runs one walk eight k's Mike Trout once again getting the scoring started. Absolute moonshot in the first inning, his 12th of the year. Shinsu Chu and Hunter Pinch each smack a solo home run in the fourth to give the Rangers a 2-1 lead. Like I said, those were the only two hits that Heaney would give up. Top of the sixth comes around. Hunter Pence doubles home another run. Forsyth, excuse me, Logan Forsyth singles in Pence and Odor drives in Gallo. Bottom seven, Luis Regnifo single. Singled home two runs, and Mike Trout drove in Regnifo. Otani would then sack fly Lestella home to tie the game at five. Two wild pitches in the seventh give the Angels a 7-5 lead. Chu once again drives in a run in the ninth, which gives us our final of 7-6 to six good guys. Trout stated after the game that this was the best he's felt all season, which is hopefully a good sign, uh, trying to break that quote-unquote slump. I mean, as like I've always said, one is... A slump as much of a player like Trout can have. Trout ended the game 2-for-3, home run number 12, two runs, two RBIs, and a walk. And Heaney, once again, had a great debut, and I'm sure Angel fans are happy to hear that after after seeing the Matt Harvey news. So after losing five in a row, the Angels do take two of three from the Rangers. Get them a nice little win streak going, hopefully carrying it into the series against the A's. Uh, Monday, May 27th, 2019, we had the Angels facing off with the A's. We had Cahill on, on the mound once again, coming off a pretty solid start, hoping to continue his ways. Uh, I could tell you that right now, that that, that didn't work. A's coming in on a nine-game win streak. Um, they do end up winning this one by a score of 8-5 to five to make it 10 in a row. Trevor Cahill once again has a problem keeping the ball in the yard, giving up home runs to Pro Fair Figley and Matt Chapman. Uh, Matt Chapman, of course, was in a 3-for-23 20, slump before hitting his bomb. Uh, yeah, Angel struggle again, lose by a score of 8-5. to five. So with the, uh, with the recent struggles of Matt Harvey, and boy have they been god-awful, it began to raise the question of whether or not the former All-Star should be removed from the Angels' rotation or not. Matt Harvey is currently carrying a 2-4 and record, 7-5 ERA over 48 innings with, the, with 35 strikeouts. I took to my Twitter following with a simple asking of should he be removed. The overwhelming majority of you guys, I believe, was like 80% to 20%. 
believe that he should be removed from the rotation. Brett Ausmus had a media conference post-game after he gave up the four home runs in the game that the Angels ultimately gave up eight. Uh, stated Matt Harvey got... Brett Ausmus had a media conference post-game after Mar- Harvey got smacked around and said the discussions of him being removed have not even came up at this time. But then news broke on Saturday that Matt Harvey had suffered an upper back strain that during his start on Thursday and he had kept it from the team. This comes on the same day that Andrew Heaney has been reinstated from the injured list. I personally believe that the Angels kind of have to keep Harvey in the rotation once he does come back. I said at the beginning of the year that the signings of Cahill and Harvey were one-year low-risk, high-reward type deals. Otani and J.C. Ramirez coming off Tommy John surgery uh, won't be won't be available this year to pitch. Uh, the Angels just needed to fill roster spots. They picked up two guys who have struggled recently, but has, have also had pretty good success in their careers just to fill roster voids. But like I said at this time, I believe the Angels' hands are tied with Harvey. They're just hoping for the best outcome. So he's projected to miss his next two starts and will be reevaluated after that. Uh, but just I I just don't understand why we haven't used the opener with him yet. It, it's worked really well with Pena. He had Pena had his struggles in the past. We used the opener with him, and he's had success with it. Let Harvey come in facing the middle of the lineup. Allow him to settle in, get some outs. Let him face the top of the order one less time than he normally would. It, it may get him a little bit deeper into ball games. Take it a little easy on the bullpen. Maybe that competitor inside him will resurface once he has a little bit of success with it. I think it's I think it's worth a shot, knowing that your hands are tied at this point. But for Brad Ausmus to say that the team hasn't even considered pulling the guy who can't get out of a third inning, carrying a seven and a half ERA, tops in the AL for that matter, and just got pelted for four homers in less than three complete innings, that, that has me a little worried. Maybe the opener will help him. I'm not sure. Hopefully it would. Uh, some starters like Harvey also have, have found second careers in the bullpen. Our bullpen struggling, you know, let him come in throwing mid-90s. Just let him empty the tank in one inning. Maybe it will be good for him. Uh, like I said, on Friday, Andrew Heaney was activated. It was announced he would be starting Sunday's game versus the Rangers. Uh, we all saw how he did there. A uh, little, little bit of a shine on the week that was. He may be the guy that gets Harvey pushed out of the rotation. Ausmus stated before the injured list stint he would like a six-man rotation. Uh, so once Harvey hit the injured list, Nick Tropiano is going to get another crack in the Major League Club. Tropiano's pitching to a 7.66 ERA in AAA in only 22.1 innings, but does have experience at the big league level, so maybe that's why they're going with him over guys like Suarez and Barria, even though Barria does have the big league experience. So uh, it's just a comfort move. That's what that's how I see it. Uh, go ahead and let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on Twitter. Slide in the inbox. Give me your two cents, and uh, I'll, I'll probably read it on the next show. But uh, while we're on this topic of people struggling, Zach Cohart, Cozart has had one hell of a time trying to get going to start this season. Not sure if you can even say this to quote-unquote start the season at this point, being that it's the end of May. Zach, and his, Zach is in year two of three on a $38 million deal, currently hitting 122, no homers, seven RBIs. What do you do with him? Like, what what can you do? I mean, you're you're paying the contract out. You got guys like Listella, Fletcher that are really producing. I guess the injury to Simmons gives Cozart a little space to hopefully improve. Uh, Angels have recently opted not to start him whatsoever before the Simmons injury, going with the duo of Fletcher and Listella at second and third base. Even the rookie who's been struggling, Magnifo, has been getting the nod over Cozart in some instances. So, like, what do you what do you do with Cozart? I'm personally a believer in Cozart, though. 
He may not be the same guy that had that breakout season with the Reds in his final year of the contract, but I do believe that he is definitely someone who can contribute at the plate. He's a streaky hitter, and if he does find that first long ball, and when he does, I believe he'll begin to produce. I'm glad Osmus is noticing his struggles, taking him off the field, dropping, dropping him down in lineups. He's been hitting eight, hopefully getting him the reps he needs, hopefully hitting coach Jeremy Reed is working with him. I really like the the job that our hitting staff has been doing with our our past hitters, taking away the Otani cake, uh, leg kick, replacing it with a, a brief toe tap, dropping Calhoun's hands, raising Trout's hands. It's all seemed to work. I just hope they could find something that works well for Cozart due to me just being a pure fan of his. His trade value at this point with the contract he carries, probably worthless. Not sure what you can really get for him. Best bet for the Angels, just keep working with him in the lineup. Keep working with him off the field until he does become a productive member of this lineup, which I personally believe I, I know he can be. Good news out of Angel Camp, though, up in his running at 100% has been cleared to begin all baseball activities, which includes running, throwing, and hitting drills. I saw Upton on the field the other day playing some catch. He did take his first live BP with the team. Upton coming back will once again solidify the left field position for the Angels, but at the same time will cause an overhaul in outfielders for the Angels. Upton Trout, Goodwin, Calhoun, Joe Adele is being uh, worked out in the minor leagues. He was expected to make the big league club out of spring training. Uh, It's going to cause an odd man out situation, obviously, of the three starters, the one bench player. Upton and Trout will definitely be the starters in this case. Uh, In my opinion, it's going to be Joe Adele that's going to be the odd man out, but the Angels are really high on him. The real debate will come down to Brian Goodwin and Cole Calhoun. Goodwin is currently hitting 291, six homers, 19 RBIs. He's been really clutch for us. Uh, He's made some big hits when we need him. Um, seems to always be getting on base, even though his on-base percentage isn't really that high. Seems to always be on on base in the clutch moments, getting the hits in the clutch moments. Cole Calhoun hitting 246, 10 home runs, 29 RBIs. Uh, like I said, Goodwin's on-base percentage is at 356. Cal- Calhoun at 332. Goodwin has been a good surprise though this year for the Angels. Uh, probably next to Tommy Listella is one of the bigger surprises. Cole Calhoun has been struggling again as he did last year, but is productive at times. I'm a, I'm a really big fan of Calhoun, homegrown talent and all, but I'd be surprised if he was still starting in right field after Upton returns. He's not really an option for a platoon, a platoon due to uh, the fact that both Goodwin and Calhoun are left-handed. Goodwin has beat Calhoun out at the plate, in my opinion. Calhoun obviously has the better defense. Goodwin gets it done on defense. Just, just mediocre, gets the job done. As much as I love Calhoun, I find it difficult, though, to believe that the job is definitely his in right field once Upton returns. Guys like Joe Adele, Brandon Mars, and such that I would I would be honestly surprised to see Cole Calhoun or Brian Goodwin starting in right field in 2020. Calhoun could be a solid asset to another team in need of a decent outfielder and defensive help. Uh, Angels could move him for some younger talent and continue to build the farm system. I just don't see Calhoun making the cut if these younger guys actually pan out the way they're supposed to. What I can't see the Angels doing is picking up the team option on Calhoun then even re-signing him if the finances make sense the following year. But the Angels have an overhaul of good outfielders, so it'll be interesting to see where Calhoun falls once Upton comes back and even beyond that. Just a quick note that I do want to make. Dallas Keuchel was in attendance at Friday's game versus the Rangers, sitting directly behind home plate in his uh, agent Scott Boris's suite. Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register said it was nothing really to look into, but did, did note that he was there. So let's get into some injuries now. Uh, May 22nd, 2019, catcher Kevin Smith was placed on the seven-day concussion injured list. 
Smith was shaken up by the injury, stating that concussions are really nothing to play with. Friday, May 24th, Andrew Heaney activated from the injured list and scheduled to start Sunday's game versus the Rangers. As I said before, the Angels will go forward with the six-man rotation due to the 20 consecutive games. This is going to give Canning and Skaggs the ball four times throughout the 20 games, uh, which I'm I'm pleased with. Uh, May 25th, Matt Harvey was placed on the 10-day injured list with the upper back strain. Harvey is expected to miss his next two turns through the rotation. And as I said earlier, Justin Upton is now running at 100% weight on his foot that was injured in spring training. It's been all cleared to begin his throwing programs as well as his hitting drills, which is uh, good, really good news for uh, Angels lineup that is in need of another bat. Some transactions that took place. Shortstop Andrelton Simmons was placed on the 10-day injured list with the left knee sprain. Catcher Kevin Smith on the 7-day injured list. Uh, that makes room for Luis Regnifo to be recalled to the major leagues to replace the injured Simmons. Catcher Dustin Gourneau had been had his contract selected to replace Kevin Smith. Angels recalled pitcher Jamie Barria. Right-handed pitcher Luis Garcia was activated from the 10-day injured list. Matt Harvey placed on the 10-day injured list with an upper back strain. Luke Bard sent back down to AAA and Taylor Cole recalled. Angels optioned Jaime Barria back to AAA and are expected to call up Chopiano to start Tuesday's game versus the Athletics. Now we could take a quick look at the minor league reports we have here. AAA Salt Lake ends the week with a 22-27 record. Last place in their division, back 9.5 of first place. Salt Lake has seemed to be on somewhat of a hot streak, however, going 7-3 in their last 10. No one in the AAA pitching rotation seems to be shining. As I said, Tropiano is getting the call-up with his 7.66 ERA. Justin Bohr and Matt Theis, though, have been smacking the ball around the yard. Bohr is hitting 300 after being sent down. Two home runs, two doubles, eight RBIs over his last 10 games. Matt Theis over the last 10 games not hitting very well at 222, but does have three homers, two doubles, seven RBIs over the last 10 games. Salt Lake will continue to look forward with games against Tacoma and Fresno. Double-A Mobile Bears continue to struggle with the record of 19-30. and 30. Good for fourth in their division, 10.5 back of the first place. Mobile is 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. Brendan Marsh is the only shining spot right now, hitting 324, 5 doubles, 5 RBIs, 5 runs over his last 10 games. Mobile will be wrapping up this week with Jacksonville and Chattanooga. Class A advanced 66ers, 21-28, last place in their division while going 3-7 and seven over their last 10, but are on a two-game win streak. Joe Adele has actually rejoined the team down there. He's uh he's hitting 250 with a double home run and three RBIs. Torrey Hunter Jr. is hitting 235 with a double and an RBI over his last 10. 66ers have the Vasilia Rawhide and the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, who are a crosstown rival of the LA Dodgers minor league to look forward to. Single A affiliate, the Burlington Bees end the week with a record of 28-22, sitting in second place and five and a half back of the first place. Center fielder Jordan Adams is hitting 293, two homers, a double, five RBIs over his last 10 games. Burlington has Cedar Rapids and the first place Quad City to look forward to. Our players of the week, Andrew Heaney made a great comeback to the big league club, pitching five innings, two hits, two earned runs while striking out eight. Canning pitched five innings with three hits, one earned run, and struck out five. Player of the week's going to come down to these two, but I'm going to give this one to Heaney for shining in his 2019 debut. Matt Theis earns the honors for the main minor league player of the week. Only hitting 222, but belted three long balls, two doubles, seven RBIs. One of his homers wasn't inside the park, and boy, that, that dude can move. So shout out to Matt Theis earning minor league player of the week. So that'll do it for today's show. Had to change the name of the show, as I said earlier, due to the Halos fan page being named the Halo Hooligans. I had a conversation with the guys over there. Good guys. 
uh, decided it was in our best interest that I go a different route with this show. Um, also, I'd like to announce that this week I will be upping this podcast to two shows a week, releasing Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, I want to be more on top of things and feel not so late and stale with the breaking news and all. So starting this week, the Halo Hot Corner will be posting two shows a week. Like I said, Tuesdays and Fridays. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter and Instagram at Halo Hot Corner on both. Send in your questions, comments, concerns to be read here live on the show. Make sure you check out the Twitter page today. I'm going to be doing a giveaway. I'll try to do giveaways every once in a while to show my appreciation for you guys continuing to turn in. So uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys on Friday. Thank you.